0: This episode of a Well-Earned Comforts Podcast is brought to you in part by Caleb Linville, who made our intro and outro music. Thank you, Caleb. Now please enjoy Concerning Brothers. Welcome, my lords, to the Well-Earned Comforts Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Seth. Thank you for joining us on the walls of Isengard as we explore the many works of Tolkien and discuss life. We're glad to have you as a part of our fellowship, as there's no telling where we'll be swept off to. Seth and I, we grew up together, we're brothers and love all things Tolkien. We both moved away from our native state of Colorado last year and we couldn't, we, we missed each other, so we st- decided to start a Tolkien podcast. In each episode, you can expect us to babble like Butterbur as we catch up with each other and see what's going on. And then we'll also include Riddles in the Dark, a fun section where both of us will come prepared with either a Tolkien riddle or, or joke that we'll try to stump the other person with. Then we'll get into the meat and potatoes of our podcast. That's going to be the lore. For our first episode, this is going to consist of Seth and I sharing how we got into Tolkien and the effect his work has had on our lives. So, without further ado, let's babble like Butterbur. Seth, how you doing, man?
1: I'm good, buddy. It's a little little sleepy. Worked overnight last night and uh, kind of woke up without being able to. Get as much sleep as I would have liked, so I'm a little, little tired. But I'm excited to do this with you. This will be fun. It's, a, it's something that you know is a passion for both of us, and I'm excited to, to just hang out and, and talk some Tolkien.
0: Talk some Tolkien. I love it. What time did you go to sleep? I guess this morning.
1: Oh, well, I got home from work at seven thirty ish. Worked out in my home gym. I took the <laughs> wife out for breakfast. So I was not in bed till ten, and I woke. 2:30. So,
0: Jeez. Not a whole lot of sleep, but not sorry. That is a pretty rough schedule. That is pretty rough. Well, hey, let's just kind of tell our listeners a little bit about us. So, babble like butterbur giving you 5 minutes or so, like who is Seth? What are you interested in? Obviously Tolkien, but on
1: You like... think I can fit all that in 5 minutes? Come on.
0: Well, now. okay. I I know you're not that complex interesting.
1: Individual.
0: But... <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, my name is Seth Moldenhauer. Um, like Sam mentioned earlier, we're brothers. I'm the older brother. Uh, we
0: we should have tried to make him choose, like figure out who's by the voice, like who's the older brother.
1: I mean, it's pretty
0: obvious, right? You've got that definite younger brother vibe. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Sorry, good
1: continue. try. Good, good try. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like Sam mentioned in the the intro, there. Uh, currently live out of our hometown my wife and I moved to Michigan last year uh and I took a job as an ICU RN up here and we were able to buy a house and we're we're starting a family now so we got our first on the way um so yeah we're we're excited to to be out here even though it is pretty rough not being you know not being at home and spending time with with family and stuff but an interesting uh interesting life up here, and we're 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 happy with it. Right?
0: yeah, absolutely. I cannot wait for my second niece to come into this world. Um, like I mentioned, I'm Sam moldenhauer as well, and uh, I live now in the bluegrass state of Kentucky. My wife and I, Ariel uh, moved about just over a year ago, almost to the day um, a year and almost a month now to pursue. Uh, ministry. My job, I work as a youth pastor. So hang out with middle school and high school kids on Wednesday nights. It's uh, a lot of fun, but they're crazy. Kids say the darndest things and uh, they do the stupidest stuff. I mean, I try to remember, like, was I that dumb at 15? And yes. I won't let Seth yes. answer that. Okay. He'll answer what? that. Yes,
1: yes. No, I'm going <laughs> to answer that. Yes.
0: But, uh, <laughs> but it is fun. It is cool seeing kids, you know, actually have a passion for Jesus and and start understanding who he is in their life and and stuff like that so we love it we don't have a a family yet of our own other than our little dog pippin he's a beagle you might hear him barking on the podcast every once in a while but we do love him and yeah but we miss colorado it was home and, and both our families are there we lived five minutes from both of them so it's it's been a big change big change we'll talk a little bit more about that coming in uh but Oops. seth go ahead
1: I was just going to say, it is a rough transition. It's kind of crazy. I I genuinely feel bad for mom and dad, especially. I mean, (laughs) they lost two sons and two daughter-in-laws and whatever, you know, little uh, individual from those uh, relationships.
0: They lost all that within like
1: two months, I believe. Uh, moved, yeah, I think, about two months apart, so...
0: Yeah, I, I remember we moved, and then you quickly wanted to copy us and move as well, and so...
1: To be fair, I... Uh, <laughs> I before you guys moved, so... All
0: right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Seth, well, we're going to jump into Riddles of the Dark real quick, and I've got a Tolkien riddle, or rather, maybe a pun to stump you with here, so... Um. What South is the library. longest? What is the longest essay? I'm, I'm starting school back up. I'm I'm in week one, uh, week two actually in my class. So, you know, this makes sense to me. But what is the longest essay in Middle Earth?
1: The longest essay in Middle the Earth. The
0: longest essay in Middle Earth. I I mean I'd say the Lay of Luthien, but that's going hey.
1: here for for this <laughs> year. Um, the longest essay essay i feel like it's got to be a some pun about gano yeah, complaining to pippin <laughs> it just it seems like it fits but
0: that
1: that would fit but
0: no not um, quite not quite right
1: longest essay man i i don't know i don't know what, what do we got
0: it's the dissertation of smaug
1: okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> dissertation <laughs> Instead uh, of desolation. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. It's not funny if you have to all explain right. it. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, that's the whole point of this. We're going to have to explain it to each other.
0: True, true.
1: All right, well, as as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be a father soon, so i got to warm up on these dad jokes, right?
0: Ooh, um, nice.
1: So, here you go. You ready? You ready for I'm this? I'm ready. Knees, weak, arms are heavy. You got this? Uh, yes. Okay. Marshall Mathers, ready to go. Yeah, there you go. All right. Why did Frodo read Lord of the Rings fifty times?
0: Why did Frodo read Lord of the Rings fifty times? Hmm. I want to say, shoot, I there's got it's it's got to have to do with Sam. I don't know what it is, but
1: I mean, you're wrong, but continue,
0: okay, okay, never never mind. <laughs> Uh, I got nothing. I got'. Nothing. you got yeah. nothing? Come
1: on, Sam. You know if you do things once, twice, yeah, may not stick. You do it fifty times, it's hobbit forming
0: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Someone might call it habitual um, Ah,
1: yeah, yeah, well played, well played.
0: yeah, yikes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh well, that'll be a fun segment on each of our podcasts where we just bring a dad joke or riddle from the tolkien universe and see how we can do against against each other yeah i um, feel like but, we're- but, well i i thought i thought it was good
1: it's fun oh yeah it's fun, it was fun.
0: <laughs> cool well uh normally this would be the portion of our podcast where we jump into the lore of our podcast um the lore of of middle earth of tolkien but for our first podcast we decided we just wanted to share with you guys who we are and what our Tolkien story is so to speak you know how we got into him what he's done in our lives um so Seth um what what is your Tolkien story
1: okay so this is how you're gonna do me dirty you're gonna you're gonna put me at the bottom of the document and then
0: ask me to jump up first I got you yeah no I'm sorry about that but
1: (laughs) yeah so I just I just kind of created some bullet points here um Tolkien's obviously been a large part of my life, uh, growing up, uh, to be completely honest with you, uh, Sam and I were homeschooled, uh, through high school, so obviously you can't tell that by any stretch of the imagination, but right. Tolkien was like the accepted, uh, fantasy trilogy and in the, in the, uh, Christian homeschooling world. I mean, Narnia was too, but Narnia's got nothing on, uh, on Tolkien, so. Yeah, sorry, uh, St. Louis yeah it's just not as good let's be real but i mean it that's kind of where it all started is you know what was, came out i want to say the first one came out in 2000 give or takes so it was like seven eight years old wasn't i mean but yeah the first one
0: yeah it was 2001 wasn't it
1: was it okay it might have been i don't know, so I don't I was know like,
0: let, me, let me look it up uh it doesn't matter
1: <laughs> but it wasn't really you know old enough to know what was going on. But by the time the return of the King came out, the whole homeschool group that we were a part of, like that's what everybody was talking about. Everybody was going to see the movies. Everybody was getting into it. It was just, it was just this, this big deal within the homeschool community that we were a part. Of. Um, so naturally just like anything, I started to get pretty interested. Uh, my older sister, Sarah read all the books before she was allowed to watch the movies. Um, but then you know, thankfully, being a slightly younger sibling, I got the pleasure of watching the movies at the same time as her. Um, so, we actually watched the first two movies, The Fellowship and The Two Towers, in our basement with our parents. Uh, our uncle had a projector and we hung up a giant white screen in the basement, same thing that we did for Super Bowls uh, for years yeah. growing up. Yeah, I'm sure you remember that. Absolutely. Uh, but,. We got to watch the first two movies that way, he turned off all the lights, had the projector going. <laughs> um, it was actually hilarious. There's one scene in The Fellowship, you know, when Lurtz and uh, Aragorn are going at it. And Aragorn stabs Lurtz in the stomach. Lurtz grabs the sword, pulls it through. You know, this is right before uh, you yeah. Mom was... You had to leave the TV running, you know, just to... Back in the day, you could yeah, power yeah. off the TV screen to transmit it over through the projector. And so mom's watching on the projector, and she just, like, gives that that little, like, <laughs> and turns to her left, because she doesn't want to watch that scene, and she was sitting right next to the TV. So, <laughs> so she thought she was getting further away, and instead she got a face full of alerts. Um, Oof, face full of alerts, that's pretty a great podcast name. <laughs> you know, that may not have been a, a bad yeah. one. I do like well-earned comforts, but... <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, we ended up timing it to where we got to see the third movie, The Return of the King, in theaters, and that... I mean, I don't remember a lot about it, other than really distinct things of just certain things, like everybody in the crowd, when when uh, Shelob stings Frodo, and there's a, it's a jump scare, but you know it's happening, you see it coming, and yet everybody in the theater came off their seats, big gasps in the in the crowd... Uh, and then, you know, the false ending where Frodo and Sam are on the edges of Mountain Doom after destroying the ring, mm. goes black, the music starts, everybody just starts, starts yelling and what? It can't be over. It can't be over. And I mean, that just goes to show the impact that, that yeah. these movies had on people who didn't know the story. I mean, most of the people that went and saw the movies, had no idea. They just wanted to see a good movie.
0: Um, Absolutely.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how it all started it it branched into many other things i mean amanda and i probably watch the extended editions at least at least once a year um she puts up with me gets to the point yeah, where she actually tells, yeah it gets to the point where she actually tells me she goes you know um if you keep quoting the scenes Three seconds before they happen, And I'm gonna watch these with you. But having to to shut my mouth, and then she'll ask a question about you know, what, what what happened here, and it's that I don't know if you've been on any Lord of the Rings pages, you know that meme. It's like oh, Gimli and Legolas friends, and then it's like, well, in the then through created the music of the Anor to create the world, and it's 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 a meme, <laughs> but that's kind of how it is. He says, no, I don't need to know all the backstory. Just just give me the answer to my question. Yeah. Um, but it's just—it's they're such incredible movies. They're fantastic stories. Um, obviously, the film score is fantastic. Mm, Howard but Shore, baby. Howard Shore. I actually purchased the entire film score, put it on my phone, my computer, and it actually got me through um, two bachelor's degrees of of studying it. That I didn't listen to anything else. Just just Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Love it. Yep. Um, but. With that homeschool community that I mentioned, we all and and you can attest to this. You you were the little brother trying to fit in here, but oh yeah, we we definitely got into the Lord of the Rings trading cards. Um, yep, the whole homeschool community, me and all my friends, we'd save up all our our money from you know summer jobs or whatever, you know, um, and ended up doing trading card games. We would host, you know. Uh, like tournaments, we'd have friends over, we'd play cards all night long. I, I'm talking like eight hours of playing a card game just nonstop. Um w- did you ever play in any of the tournaments that we hosted at, at our house? I feel like you probably didn't.
0: You wouldn't let me. <laughs> 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 I remember specifically one time like crying to mom, like I wanna play in Seth's tournament. And I wanna be a part <laughs> of it with his friends. And she's like, No, uh... man, like let him be with his older friends. It's okay. <laughs> You get to play with them anytime. Um I think I I'd maybe play like one or two of the last ones after I grew up a little bit, but Uh
1: My bad, to be fair, you were probably like eight.
0: Yeah. No, I That
1: probably sucked. <laughs> uh, my bad though. Oh man. We I I mean, just the the trading card game, me and my friends and even Sam once he got a little older, like we'd be watching the movies and name out like the still shot from that's on the card, and be like, Oh, that's such and such card. We had everything memorized with it. They had the little quotes at the bottom of the cards based mm-hmm. on this, you know, we knew all those. Actually, our good friends uh, that lived up the street, my friend Darren, he had just bought Age of Empires 3, uh, a computer game, and, and really didn't like Fantastic it. Game. Fantastic game. Great game. Wasted many hours. Well, I don't know about wasted. Spent a lot of hours on that game. it's wasted. He hated that game. And so he was like, Hey man, I'll trade you Lord of the Ring cards for that game. So that's I mean, I had never played Age of Empires three and it, that's how that's how that started is I got the game from Darren because I traded
0: to deck <laughs> cards
1: to him. I can't um, believe he
0: didn't like it. Nate loves it. His younger brother Nate.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's I think weird. he he just liked AoE two more, yeah. which is understandable. But sure. I mean it got to the point where we were playing, on, or I was playing on the phone with friends because we had all the cards memories. I'd lay the deck out and we'd be like, I'm laying this card. And, you know, somehow we were able to do it over the phone, not even video chat
0: or anything, just straight up over the phone. I remember watching which, you do that. It was, it was fascinating, sad, and crazy all, all on all in one. A
1: lot of emotions encompassed for a little kid at the
0: time for you, huh? Well, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I just, I, I just soak it in.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, and I mean, from that point, it basically just spawned a a great interest into this crazy world that Tolkien created. And what people don't really understand is he didn't just write Lord of the Rings. He actually wrote, um, languages and that's what spurned or spurred this whole, this whole process for him. Um, he wrote languages and then decided, oh, I need a story for these, for characters to speak these languages that I created. And then he wanted to create uh, a mythology for for the Anglo-Saxon you know community over in in England because he felt like their um, their their mythology had been stripped away due to um, some wars with France and
0: mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that. So he
1: wanted to just create something. Uh, so he didn't set out to just write a story. Uh, so the world that he created is just it's it's vast, it's complex, it's incredibly entertaining. Um, oh yeah. But at the same time, Lord of the Rings is just the tip of the iceberg. And so through playing Lord of the Ring cards, listening to the books, watching the movies, I just started delving a little too greedily and too deep, you might say.
0: Hey. Um,
1: Listen to the audiobooks multiple times a year. I'm not a big fan of reading, so I would always throw on you know Lord of the Rings while we played mini hockey together or yep, I while I was that. working out. Yep, yep. Hours of playing mini hockey in the basement listening to Lord of the Rings. It's just it's it's incredible to see, you know, the way he processed, you know, familiar tropes and emotions and all these different things through his characters and Lord of the Rings really was just a story that he wanted to write to see if he could hold the attention of his readers within the world that he had created. Um right. and so there's so much outside of them that's just fascinating. Um yeah. I actually I love maps and for this Christmas I had Uh, Amanda find a third age map of middle earth and it's a beautiful canvas. We got it framed. I haven't hung it up yet. It's, it's gorgeous. But like if, if you're just getting into Tolkien and you want to start with Lord of the Rings, look at the map as you're watching the movie or reading the book, because it makes everything so much more tangible and you actually can get a grasp on what all they're doing Mm -hmm. and where they are because the maps are so in depth and it's just, it's fascinating. So I don't know. That's just kind of a quick blurb. I, it's a, you know, it's a comfort story for me. It's something Mm -hmm. I can go to at any point in my life and get something out of it. If I'm in a joyful season, you get something joyful out of it. If you're in a a rougher season, you know, it it can be a light for you in the dark places when all other lights go out. Right. So very good. Yeah. Yeah. You like that. So yeah, that's kind of where I got started with it. It's, you know, it's been a passion of mine for years, and it's been a really cool way to bond with friends and family, especially Sam now. Now that he's a little older, and by a little older, I mean married and moved
0: out of the, the state. But, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for specifying. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm an adult, everyone, about. guys. Yeah, yeah don't, wor- don't worry. He's married. <laughs> I own a house, um, a mortgage. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's definitely adulting levels at that point. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. I, I know that uh, you wrote your story in there a little bit. I want to want to hear what you have to say because I'm sure your perspective was
0: a little different, coming,
1: from, you know, kind of on my coattails as you often
0: have. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's cool hearing your story and just kind of the similarities. And you know, obviously, again, being that younger sibling, you just always look up to your older brothers. So I'm the youngest of four. Like we have Sarah, Seth, Steven, and Sam, all S's. I don't know why that i still don't know why mom and dad chose that but um being the youngest you see all your older siblings doing things and you want to be a part of it and you know i wasn't allowed to see lord of the rings i remember but you guys had seen it and apparently steven had like secretly saw it did he really yeah yeah he secretly (laughs) saw it without me and then like when we were watching it for the first time like steven this is crazy and he goes yeah, yeah, I I already saw it. Mom and Dad let me see it the other <laughs> like, like last year. I was like, oh my, he's 18 months older than me. Like, I should, that should have been an experience we had together. Um, That's hilarious. But yeah, so obviously my Tolkien story starts as one might expect. Again, wanting to see everything, wanted to do everything my older siblings were doing, not being allowed to, but um, Seth did not shy away from telling me how awesome Lord of the Rings was. Um, even made fun of me for not being able to watch it. I think a couple times. Oh, I'm as well. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, just remember you telling I me mean, how epic it was. Uh, I read The Hobbit. I think in elementary school, maybe like ta- like beginning of middle school. Like I was pretty young when I read it. I remember. Yeah, you're you're always a big
1: reader. You're always yeah. a big reader.
0: You well, are, my mom right? told me I could read for six hours and that would be my school day. I was like, sweet. <laughs> like that's the <laughs> the freedom of you- of homeschooling, right? So
1: That's true. That's true. But
0: I mean again, you read it at that age, you don't really conceptualize the vastness of his world. And I tried reading Lord of the Rings, didn't very far. I remember Mom read it to us aloud before bed sometimes and I, I loved it. I just couldn't really grasp the vastness of of Tolkien. Um but after much badgering of Mom and Dad, like finally they let me watch it. I don't remember how old I was. I think maybe maybe 11. But the first time watching the Fellowship of the Ring was not what you might expect. It wasn't on a projected screen like Seth got to, or even just on a TV screen. It was actually on a laptop screen. Um, we were on our way to Chicago, actually, for one of your roller hockey tournaments. And oh, really? I didn't. Yeah. That's the first time you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Well, <laughs> so we were allowed to watch like the animated lord of the rings beforehand which was <laughs> awful so bad There's but i mean no <laughs> yeah so but yeah that was the first time watching the fellowship of the ring was was in the van sarah was holding it and i was in the back seat like hunched over looking at it and i remember the balrog scene and ganda falling and it was just like what is happening i need to continue watching this but we didn't have we opened up the disc like the The case for the two towers and it wasn't there i think nate had taken it back because we were borrowing (laughs) it from the bronze we were borrowing it from nate and he had taken it back but he gave it like he left us the case and there was no movie and i was devastated that we had to drive like another six or seven hours without lord of the rings and so oh my gosh yeah we came we came back home and i immediately like put it in and and we were watching Two Towers, and I remember I was supposed to go over to Nate's house. He lives like a mile away. We bike to each other's house all the time, and I was like just immersed into the into the movie. I didn't realize how long it was going to be, so obviously it was well past the time I told him I was going to hang out with him. And uh, I remember he called me, called the home phone because we had each other's home phones memorized, obviously. And he's like, "Dude, where are you?" I'm like, "Hey, sorry, I'm watching the Two Towers." He's like, wait for the first time. I was like, yeah. He's hold on, I'll be there in ten minutes. And he just bolts <laughs> down the, bolts down the street, comes and watches it with me because he also, loved it and his parents were a little less strict. He had seen it already, um, well before I did. So, you know, that was that was cool getting to experience that. And obviously, watching Return of the King. I remember we did that as a family. And after it was over, it was like I don't know, almost midnight probably. And I remember you asked me like, hey, you gonna be okay sleeping tonight? Like, you you, you good? <laughs> And I was like, I, I, think, I think so. It'll be all right. I mean, watching Gollum bite off the finger of Frodo was pretty pretty epic, but uh, it should be OK. Uh, but yeah, then it just exploded. After I was able to watch all the movies, I just couldn't get enough of it. And started listening to, again, the soundtrack on CD or, or listening to the books on tape. And I listened to all the books multiple times, The Hobbit multiple times. I even listened to the Silmarillion in high school. Once I started driving, I put it in and would just listen to it anytime I was in the car. Don't really understand it still to this day. Like I've gotten better, but like there's so much there, as we've talked about, and we're going to get to talk about, which I'm super excited about. But there's just so much there um, to try to to explain. But uh, similar to you, Middle Earth has always been a very safe place for me. And the thing that's weird about Seth and I is we both have had the same hip surgeries. Uh, from a like heretical, dis- what what we call it, like a bone disorder or misplace. I- nah, just you you you're the medical congenital de-
1: just a congenital defect that congenital seems to run in the family. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I I remember <clears throat> being bedridden because you're on crutches for like what six weeks, and I I hosted a a Lord of the Rings movie marathon where we watched all <laughs> movies in one day, and I brought over some friends, and <clears throat> I think only like four people came, Nate included couple of girls um that i think only really came because they liked me and hung out for like an hour and they're like uh, i gotta go and then they left but um it was again like anytime i was sick i'd put the movie in because yep, if you're stuck yep. in bed we're we're better to transport yourself to than middle earth um so um specifically like this last year i've i've really kind of dived back into it because from moving from colorado to a place that's unfamiliar an unfamiliar land so to speak i I, I was struggling. Like the first six months were super difficult, like leaving family, leaving friends, not knowing anybody, just being uprooted. So we decided, I decided to just pick up my 50th anniversary book I gotten for, for, I think, my 17th birthday or something like that. And I mm-hmm. just started reading. And along with a a really incredible podcast that I found, I just started reading and getting back you can, into you
1: it can give the name of that podcast it's a fantastic podcast if you're it's, if you're wanting to go yeah. through lord of the rings chapter by chapter with a very in-depth very analysis in depth. <laughs> um multiple hours per episode type of thing they do a great
0: job it's the um
1: unexpected podcast right that's, yep. that's what they call it right up talk talking i've gone through all of them but they're fantastic
0: yeah they do they do a great job and so i found that podcast like as we were driving out to Kentucky's—it's an 18-hour drive—and literally that was the only thing I listened to the entire way. Um, which surprisingly, I think I only got through like five episodes because <laughs> that's how to say. <laughs> Maybe six—I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so it was—it was a time for me when I was like really struggling to make friends and and really missing family that I just needed something safe. I needed a familiar place to ex- escape in. And Ariel was always asking me like, "Why are you? Why are you reading Lord of the Rings again?" It's like I just it's a safe it's a safe place for me like i am familiar with this land i dump i jump in there and and the shire and and what's going on there and then uh, rivendell and and like rohan just all these places that i know so well in my mind and what i've seen on screen and it's it's safe for me i can't really explain it um but i'm sure anyone else who's a fan of tolkien a fan of middle earth um, understands what i'm talking about or tolkien about
1: (laughs) i i would say it's a lot yeah 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 okay (laughs) (laughs) I'd say it's honestly a lot like I kind of compare it to the Bible in a lot of ways and that growing up, you know, in a Christian household, we knew all the Bible stories right, but then you actually read the Bible and no matter how many times you read it you can pick out something different and that's, in a way, that's what Tolkien created you can know the stories, you can know the locations you can know the gist of everything but you, you listen to the books or read you know, read the books, there's always something that you pick up on that, you know, play on words or the description of a character or Mm -hmm. a scenery. It's honestly mind blowing what he was able to do. And so, I mean, it doesn't matter how many times you crack it. open, Uh, You're going to get something new out of it each time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I love about it is there's just endless possibilities to discover within it. I mean, again, like you said, it's a whole mythology, it's a whole world. And there's literally thousands of years to go through. Like, Thousands oh, yeah. of years to read about and to study and discuss, and so that's why I love it. You can always go back to it, and it's familiar, but there's always still something to grasp from it. And honestly, there's really life lessons in it too. You know, Tolkien wasn't, you know, much of an allegory man. He he didn't want people to parallel stuff with specific things. Um, he did want it very applicable to anybody in any stage of life. And you look at the friendships, like even like Gimli and Legolas, and just how. Uh, like, he he sets it up very, like, this is an unorthodox relationship. Like, they should not like each other, but they do. And the, you can see that in life, too, um, with people from different backgrounds, from different religions, different political parties, even, just being able to actually be best friends, even though they have these differences about them. So he, I love how he takes, like, real problems and finds solutions for them within his work. Um, but yeah, there's, there's plenty of more stories I can go into, a lot of stuff that... I didn't mention about my Tolkien story, but for sake of time, I think I'll cut it there,
1: yeah. I was going to say, based on what you just said, i I had to Google this quote just because I couldn't remember remember it from the from the get-go. but Tolkien, the way he described his works because a lot of people, he he was a you know, a very staunch Catholic, and people were yeah. comparing his work to Christianity. and he he basically combated that. He said, and i quote, he he said, I cordially dislike. Allegory and all its manifestations, and have always done so since I grew old enough and wary enough to detect its presence. I much prefer history, true or feigned, with its varied applicability to the thought and experience of the readers. I think that may confuse, or I think that many uh, confuse applicability with allegory, but Mm. one resides in the freedom of the reader and the other in the purposed domination of the author. Yeah. And what is, I mean, I hear that quote and that tells me that Tolkien was going, all right, I want to put stuff in here that everybody can relate to. And kind of yeah. like we were talking about different seasons of life, you know, you're moving out of the state, you you're, you need something. Um, mm-hmm. And through his, through his works, you're able to, you know, like he said, it's applicable to whatever, you know, it's applicable. And that was his goal. So I don't know. I, I've always thought that was a fascinating quote for, When people try to, you know, compare Tolkien's work to something, you know, he he just wanted something that people could enjoy and find meaning in their own lives.
0: Yeah, and it's so vast that you know you can get different opinions based off of it, like or different, like it can interpret in different ways, and both of them could be correct. Still, like that's what I loved about it. It's not, you know, one or the other. It's it's whatever hits your heart. And he was so good at making his content just you know so soak- soakable i don't know if that's a word but like you could just soak it in and like yeah understand it on a whole new level every single time you read it or listen to it yeah great
1: i completely agree
0: well i am very excited for this podcast and where it's going to go if nothing else just to get to talk tolkien with you and hang out with you since we don't get oh, to do sure. that in person anymore um but yeah, I'm excited to see where we will go on um, the next Senate, so because Gondor calls for aid. So, now that you've listened to our podcast, we call for aid. Will you, Rohan, answer as we break into the halls of Metal Celd? If you enjoyed the podcast, please let it a beacon by sharing it with fellow friends or fans. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, or even leave a review. If you'd like to share your Tolkien story with us, um, you can email it to me at Molden Shower m o l d e n s h o w e r at gmail dot com. That was a high school nickname that I very stupidly made into my first email, and it stuck.
1: Yeah, yeah, buddy, we need to.
0: Should I, should I make? A <laughs> we new need one? to. We need to make a new email.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for now, you well, can email well, that. But we're, we're gonna, no we're gonna
0: email, that. Yeah, Molden don't. We don't right? need
1: no moldy showers up in here.
0: <laughs> but that's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oof. Anyway, Gondor calls for aid. Will Rohan answer?
1: Well, I've appreciated this conversation, bud. I mean, going forward, we'll either just jump into some of the lore, try to break down the Silmarillion, make it accessible. I know that, you know, the show's coming out here uh, this fall, which, honestly, we can jump into yeah, at we'll some s- point. We've got some mixed opinions on it. but
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um but at the very least, it's, you know, it's something that we can kind of break down and try to make tangible. Uh, then again, who knows if they'll actually stick with the lore, but we can at least try to break down some of the, the conceptual uh, parts of it and hopefully, yeah. you know, make it make more sense for people. So.
0: Absolutely. It's more looking to talk about, which, you know, even if we're talking about it in a negative light, like this is awful. This is a travesty we're still talking about it and so it's still content to work with but uh it, yeah, yeah we'll still see how that goes
1: and at the end of the day we still have uh my man pj's mm. three movies i i don't know that i count the hobbit
0: but you know well, he, after we definitely have
1: the, the three movies
0: i i I've, you might shoot me for this with a red arrow but i <laughs> i actually really have gotten to like pj's the Hobbit, and not because it is like exactly what the Hobbit book was, but because he was fascinated by the Silmarillion and all the extra like side quests, if you will, and he impl- yeah, yeah. implemented that. I mean, obviously, there's things like Tario and Kili that I don't agree with. Legolas didn't <laughs> need to be there. He probably would have been oh, he, there. He like Tolkien probably would have brought him in. Yeah. So I don't have any issues with that. I mean, some of Legolas' stuff that he does is a little ridiculous, but. um, uh, it's legalist. that's illegalist. that's illegalist. but yeah so I, I i'm not too quick to hate on the hobbit after watching it a few more times and just again it's more tolkien to enjoy
1: yeah i'm with you buddy
0: all right well join us next week as we dive into some more tolkien but until then we bid you a very fond farewell thanks for listening to the well-earned comforts podcast with seth and sam This episode of a well-earned Comforts podcast is brought to you in part by Caleb Linville, who made our intro and outro music. Thank you, Caleb. Now please enjoy Concerning Brothers.